Welcome, dear friends, to the Taviret, a Wheel of Time podcast hosted by three gentlemen for whom the very wheel itself bends around. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Bill, Rob, and Rich. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to yet another episode of the Tarvrien podcast, the podcast where three men talk about the Wheel of Time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To, although today it's only two men. Yep. I, I like to say the two real men. <laughs> Sorry, Manly Rob. men. Yeah. Men, 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 menly men. Oh, my God. Two and a half men. Is that the Wheel of Time in the future? Basically. Yeah. So Charlie Sheen's Rand, right? Yeah, no, Charlie Sheen's the <laughs> walking guy. <laughs> Pat him phone. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yes, hello and welcome to the Wheel of Time uh, place. <laughs> you know, welcome to the pattern, people. That's what we should say. That's a nice image. That's a nice opening, Rich. Welcome to the pattern. And yes, today we are here to discuss the wonderful chapters 22. <laughs> 23. Oh, 23. Sorry. Um, oh, yeah. We, we doubled up last week, didn't we? <laughs> yes. And Sorry. I'm still confused. Oh, uh, I know. My my life, the last like three or four days, has just been like an IT pit of nightmare. <laughs> uh, I, hand, I Generally, I handle this stuff quite well because I do work in IT. So I'm used to things going wrong, having to fix it for other people. But the problem is because that's my day job, when it happens to me, I still have to help other people while trying to fix myself. <laughs> yeah, but the other people tend to take priority, so all my stuff just takes forever to fix. And like last week was oh, last week was the worst. I woke up an hour after my alarm should have gone off. Rich, my phone was just dead. Dang, like that was it. It, it just died. So uh, it was an iPhone as well. You don't. It doesn't happen often with iPhones. No. <laughs> um, and like I say, like I've I've managed enough iPhones through work over the years, and yeah, just dead dead as a door now i took it to a repair shop said can you try a new battery or a new um, charge port just to see if it's died and no nope, the motherboard was completely dead so yeah my you know it's amazing how attached you get to phones because my life is just in tatters <laughs> a lot of my notes and everything i save on my phone uh, again like I, I i said to you five minutes ago um i listened to the audiobook and so when i sat down on the train this morning to listen to uh, to re-listen to the chapter so it was fresh in my mind you know it was just like hey you don't have this book downloaded Ah, (laughs) and of course of course i can't download that off of wi-fi when i'm not on (laughs) wi-fi because it's like bloody six gigs worth of data and it would just be like that well that's your data for the month (laughs) so i had to wait to get to work oh yeah it's just oh sorry i don't i hate to be negative about stuff but yeah my life has been an absolute pain in the arse last week have you been having a better time rich yeah how's the wheel been weaving for you uh wheel's been great haven't really had much going on, so just, huh? just here. <laughs> just Not here. as many problems as you, apparently. Doing stuff. Are you, have you still got your um, your your competition coming up? No, that got cancelled, but I'm still training. Ah, good, good, good. Uh, yes, uh, Rich trains for things. Yes. <laughs> He's a good boy. When I'm not playing play video play. games, I'm at the gym. Yeah, this is, this is why we designated Rich to be the pairing of the group. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. pairing's well-built and... Uh, I think Rich is well on his way to being very well built. For that powerlifting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, th- today we are going to discuss uh, a chapter that is not particularly long, but I really no. like this chapter. This Some is stuff called, happens. Yeah, it's called Wolf Brother. But 
Now, I finally signed this up, Rich, for one of those things that you know tells you if you get reviews. <laughs> and oh, yeah. so we've not had any new reviews. But I think first we normally do uh, Wheel of Time news, don't we? No, I don't think so. Oh, no, they casted Lan. Yes, they casted Lan. Uh, and I think everybody knew <laughs> that it was going to be this guy. Um, but yes, Lan got casted. And today is Tuesday, so we'll probably get another decent casting tomorrow. I mean, who else do we need to be casted to get this going? Well, you need some white cloaks to be casted. <laughs> need, um... Well, no, we need a lot of Emmons filters, I think. Yeah, you need Tom. Tom, that's that's it. I was trying to think of the last big one. Uh, Tom the and Tam. Tom. Tom and Tam. Yep. Yeah, we need Tam in there as well. Uh, and I can never remember his name. I know Matt's dad pops up a few times, but that could be a minor actor. <laughs> oh, that's um. No, Matt's dad. Huh? Matt's dad. Yeah. Yeah, he pop- he pops up a couple of times during the books. But yes, um, we had the announcements that Daniel Hanny. Uh, is going to be Lan um, Alan Mandragon from the in the in the new Wheel of Time series, and I believe this bloke's mostly famous for some sort of detective thing. Is that right? I think so. Um, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure what else he's been in. <laughs> I can't remember what it was called now. Oh, how annoying! Let me have a look. <laughs> You're supposed to know yeah. stuff, Rich. I don't know anything. You're a TV guru. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Uh, no, nah, of course not. Uh, this is Rob's job, and as you all have noticed, Rob's not here. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, he's got people sleeping in his room where he records. Um, so he was in X Men's Origin Wolverine. I don't know what he was in that. <laughs> uh, he was in Big Hero Six as well, uh, but he's most famous for Hawaii Five O and Criminal Minds. That's what I was trying to think of. He's in the Criminal Minds series, uh, but yes, he's a uh, very Asian-looking. <laughs> don't know how else to describe it he's an asian looking dude he looks pretty big sh- broad shoulders as well he's six foot two inches so i kind of thought he'd be taller but who cares they can do amazing things with uh, camera angles <laughs> yeah. but yeah i think he's going to make a really good land i need to, i need to do more research on his actors because i'm so excited about this and yeah i just love the look of matt he looks great <laughs> Cool. Okay, so yeah, that was the Wheel of Time news, and then I'm sure we'll get another big announcement tomorrow, or today, if you're listening to this. Yeah. Um, yep, so other than that, we don't have any new reviews, so guys, come on, rate and review us on a, any podcasting app applications that you have. <laughs> uh, because we, we really, it really helps uh, grow the show. Oh, I feel so lost yeah. about Rob today, Rich. <laughs> I know, I don't know what to do. I know. Ah, I just feel like I need him to guide me on this journey. <laughs> um, okay no, other than that not a lot of news going on in the world as far as I know um, and let's face yeah. it I don't know much and by the sounds of it Rich knows even less <laughs> I, like it. I don't know anything it's right, nah. my, my head's in Final Fantasy 8 at the moment <laughs> I'm, I'm in the wrong place <laughs> anyway yeah. let's get back to the pattern and let's get over to our chapter which is chapter 23 Wolf Brother Ow! Oh my god. Wait, where's your howl, Rich? I don't have a howl. <laughs> you can't howl? <laughs> no, I can't. Uh, so, uh, we open up and we have uh, Perrin and Egwene. And it's all kind of set from Perrin's uh, point of view now. 
I feel like we should mention that at the beginning of chapters because <laughs> we, we this is where Robert starts to switch a lot between yeah. different points of views. So need to keep an eye on that. But yes, uh, we are currently looking from Perrin's eyes, and him and Egwene are basically beginning their journey on towards Camelon. Uh, yep, and they're, they're kind walking. Of, yeah, they are walking. They're actually arguing over who gets to walk. Because <laughs> yeah, they have a horse, don't they? Uh, yeah, Bella. The, 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 the a horse, Rich. Come on. Sorry. <laughs> this is Bella. Bella. This is Bella. She's the creator, man. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's just a crazy fan theory. That is not fact, and that is not spoiling. <laughs> But yes, uh, they are, they are, they've got Bella, uh, the one horse that they've got left, and they are making their way to Camelin, and they're arguing over who gets to ride it, because um, you know Perrin's trying to be the good bloke, saying, "Yeah, go on, you you can ride her, Egwene." And she's like, "Look, I'm an Emmons fielder. I'm tough. I don't want you to get foot sore. And we have to look after you later on, so you can we can take it in turns, all right?" Uh, and so that's they do. Pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, it's good. the it is the correct thing to do, uh, and it's just you know Perrin's trying to be too uh, too shiv- too chivalrous at the moment. It's just like, yeah, you both got a fucking long way to go. Just take it in turns. Be thankful. Be thankful that she is an Emmonsfield and she she is capable of walking a good couple hundred miles uh, <laughs> off road. Yeah, yeah. Because if she wasn't, man, this would be a tough journey. <laughs> right. Um, and yet. So Perrin uh, wanders off a little bit and he's very excited because he manages to catch a rabbit. Only just. <laughs> um, but Perrin, being the nice, sensible, calm person that he is, is very much aware that catching a rabbit's probably going to be a bit of a rare find. So um, Egwene's the one who actually does all the... Um, uh, she actually you know, breaks, uh, creates your... She's broken up a load of leaves and is trying to set fire to it. Um <laughs> And this is the this is the funny bit because she's trying to do it with the one power and it creeps Perrin the fuck out. <laughs> Dang. But yes, yeah, and he's just like, what? It's like, what are you doing? He's just like, oh, you, you you're trying to use the one power? That's really scummy. Yeah, don't don't do that. <laughs> don't do that, man. I don't want that around me. And she's just like, um, he's like, where's your flint? She's like, well, it fell out of my pocket when we fell into the river. <laughs> and he's like how did you make the other fire and she's like well how the fuck do you think you stupid asshole <laughs> like I did it I did it with the one power but now that you're watching me I can't bloody do it <sighs> yeah so uh, but you know she try, she tries to create the fire and occasionally you know, she makes a little bit of trickle or smoke uh, do they get the fire going do they what do they actually get the fire going I think so no no they don't no oh. because that is when they start seeing things. Um, they find a <laughs> what, what they they trip out on bad rabbit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I thought no, I thought they did. I thought they did get this one going because they, the rabbit was their last hot meal. I think so. Hold on, see. Apparently, like we're, our brains not working today. <laughs> like I said, I lost all my notes. <laughs> yeah. So no, I'm no, trying. They don't. They, they don't get it going. Um, I'm thinking real hard here. <clears throat> <laughs> but oh, they no, they don't they don't get it. So they only just make um like smoke. They don't get it like fully engulfed in flames and stuff. Uh but they do make smoke and, and everything. So they were able to eat rabbit. You know, they were able to heat it, but not much yes. of it. So Yeah, so the well basically the, yeah, the Perrin was right though. It was kind of the rabbit was the last decent meal they were gonna have for a while. And That's right. they kind of the rest of the time they're just eating like wild vegetables. I, I did I did notice the bit as well where he says like and um, we got these really great mushrooms, but they didn't last long enough. I was like, all right, Perrin. Yeah. <laughs> they're probably high. Yeah, Perrin, yeah. Perrin's got a nice high off the mushrooms, but they didn't last long enough. 
he was tripping balls. That's right. <laughs> like, oh my god, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, come out <laughs> some of these mushrooms, they're great. <laughs> and uh yeah, they also get really freaked out. So as they're traveling along, you know, the, the landscape starts to change. It's kind of like quite flat, low land at the moment, but it starts to change into rather thickly forested hills. Uh, they made the decision to try and go to Caneland like off-road and sort of hope to sort of navigate back down towards the Arendelle a little bit later, uh, just to sort of, you know, go the long way around to try and avoid Trollocs and everything. Yeah, uh, but they start to worry a little bit, especially when they see um, they they walk past some old abandoned ruins, and it reminds them of their time in a uh, Shadow Logoth, and uh, also the whole time, every time Perrin goes to sleep, Bialzamon's infecting his dreams, and he thinks Bialzamon's chasing him all the time, uh, and so Perrin starts to worry. You know, maybe this wasn't the right choice. Maybe it would have been better to face the Trollocs uh, than die wandering around the woods forever. <laughs> yeah, just going in circles. Yes, <laughs> uh, but and this is where they suddenly, suddenly they come across some smoke. They can smell it in the air, and they can smell cooking. Oh, Something can, smells good. Oh, they can smell some nice roasting rabbit, and it smells really nice. Oh yes. <clears throat> so, <laughs> Egwene gets really excited, thinking, "Oh my god, there's someone here. They've got food. Brilliant." And Perrin, you know, again, he's been the sensible one. You know, he's being a bit of a negative Nancy. <laughs> but he's the one who's just like, hey, we don't know who it is yet. Yeah, maybe and we if, shouldn't run up there. Uh, if Ennis can giving some stuff that happens later on, like he's probably right. <laughs> but True. yes, uh, there is a man sitting around a fire with uh, several rabbits on skewers, uh, just cooking nicely. And uh, he's all dressed in like animal furs. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he was. Looking, he looked like a crazy looking, homeless man. Yeah, he does. <laughs> that's exactly how I picture him. A <laughs> crazy homeless man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's kind of dressed in like animal skins. Uh, and they mentioned the fact like the hair is still attached to a lot of the skin. So he hasn't like made it nicely, as it were. Uh, yeah. He's got like graying hair, which is like down to, yeah, down to his waist. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he just looks like a... Um, a very dirty homeless man with a thick beard, <laughs> armed with a knife, long enough to be a sword, as they say. Uh, but yeah, he's cooking a bunch of rabbits over the fire, and he offers to feed Perrin and Egwene. Uh, and I think at this point, hunger takes over, and they just sit down and tuck in. Like, yeah, screw <laughs> it. I don't care. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he kind of takes the piss out of them, saying like, well, come on, you guys have got to eat, because I don't know where you're going. And they mention, oh yeah, we're going to Camelin. He's like... Pfft. You're not going to Camelin. You've been going the wrong direction for the last two days. And they're like, you've been following us for two days? He's like, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. You, you fucks have been wandering around my woods. Of course I've been following you for two days. I want to make sure you're fine. Uh, and he basically says, yeah, at this rate, you're going to end up hitting the spine of the whale before you hit Camelin. And I don't know if you've they're seen... the wrong direction too, aren't they? I think they're kind of going the wrong direction, but they keep going like north east, but northly. Yeah. Whereas they want to be going southeastly to hit Camelin. But they're kind of, yeah, they're going east and north. Oh, yeah, because I think he says you're going you're gonna to pass 100 miles north of Camelin. And that's, yeah. When, yeah, that's when you might hit the spine of the world first. And the spine of the world is basically what most people consider the end of the world. <laughs> you know, there's a huge desert on the other side of the spine when there's a couple of places you can pass into that desert. Uh, but it's known as like the Isle Waste. And that's where the Isle live. 
<laughs> and no one ever goes there because it's just a shithole. <laughs> also, we believe. But yes, he informs them that they are not kind of, they're not going to hit any cities, basically. Uh, and Perrion's disturbed by this. And, you know, <laughs> he sits there thinking, oh, I've got to eat with this crazy man. <laughs> yeah. This man may be crazy and homeless, but I'm going to eat with him. They're probably uh, still high. <laughs> yeah, probably high in the mushrooms. I don't think I, uh, yeah, the, man, the man's called um, Eyeless, by the way. Uh, Eyeless? Yeah. Yeah, Eyeless. Eyeless. Yeah, Eyeless. <laughs> I think I think that's how they pronounced it in the audiobook. Like I said, I was vaguely listening to it when I after I got to work and downloaded it. I've been doing my work while listening to today's chapter. <laughs> so I could only play a certain amount of attention. I feel really bad for the listeners. <laughs> nah, you're good. I, I haven't done my usual my usual level of input. <sighs> but which is a shame because I really like this chapter. I really like Eyeless. Because it's after a while that he introduces the wolves. Eyeless has a bunch of wolves who are his yeah. friends and they come and sit with him, which uh, freaks Bella out. <laughs> and Eyeless is like, look, look, come on, calm your horse down. And I think this is the moment where Perrion then notices, like, holy shit, this guy's got golden eyes. Like, yeah, that's, bright, that's weird. Bright golden eyes. So it's just like, yeah, suddenly there's wolves, the man's got gold eyes. And <laughs> the. Um, uh, yeah, and Perrin, so it's only four of the wolves come and sit with them, but Perrin can actually see more of them sitting outside of the area where they can see them. So they're quite Bella, Bella down, and um, she starts to ignore the wolves because the wolves are ignoring her. And, yep, yeah, uh, Egwene accuses them of being tame wolves, uh, at which point Eyeless goes, they're not tame, they're my mates. <laughs> this is Dave, this is Steve. Yeah, he has names for all of them. <laughs> yeah, he has names for all of them. Uh, no, turns out, um, I Eyeless can actually talk to wolves, and he says it's been a very, very long time since the wolves were able to run with a man before Eyeless came along, which is uh, very strange. And Perrin's just convinced that the bloke's an absolute madman. Yeah, they found <laughs> a homeless guy, and this guy's talking like nonsense. And it, the homeless guy's got pet wolves, and he says he can talk to them. <laughs> Like, yeah, he's a nutter, <laughs> but he has got fresh rabbit, Rich. I know. I was like, well, he's got food, so I mean, I might as well just be around him. Yeah, I'll put up this for a minute. <laughs> I may get raped by a um, a wolf in the night, but <laughs> yep. So when they get that look in their eye, we, we better get out of here. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yes, they start to tell uh, Eyeless their their made up story. Well, Egwene starts to tell him it, saying that they've uh, they've come down from Saldea and. Eyeless immediately says, let's stop lying to me, love. I can tell when you're lying. <laughs> you have to tell me the truth. Uh, Perrin reaches for his axe, which uh, pisses the wolves off. <laughs> and Eyeless like, no, come on. Just don't lie to me. And it's at this point that um, Perrin's like, all right, I don't want to... Um, I don't want to piss this guy off. He's got wolf eyes. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he, my face ripped off. Yeah, and he's got all these wolves sitting around. I'm going to get my throat ripped out any second. They look, Perrin looks at um, Egwene, and Egwene looks at Perrin, and they decide, with a look, that they'll just tell the tale as it was back from in Emmons Field when Matt saw the man with the black coat. Dum, dum, dum. So they tell him the whole story. Oh. And how they hope to uh, rejoin with Moraine later on and now they're going to continue on to Tarvalon 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 
Tarvalon. 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 Whatever. I can't pronounce anything. I was like, I know how to pronounce this. I know this will only make sense to people from the UK, but I'm from Essex. I'm not meant to say things proper. I meant to say things improper. Improper gav. I'm supposed to drop off certain words and sentences. Anyway, that's more of a North London thing. But yeah. I'm also from I'm also descended from North Londoners, so it's even worse in me. That's right. <laughs> um, yes, and just like everyone else on this planet, apparently, Eilis is also reveals he's not fond of Aesodai. Nope. <laughs> uh, who apparently have tried to gentle him in the past. <laughs> yes, they thought he was a um, he was a dark friend. Yeah, they thought he was a dark friend, and they also thought that uh, because of his connection with walls, he could wield the one power. So they tried to gentle him, but apparently, he's whatever weird connection it is that means Eilis can talk to wolves. But yeah, whatever weird connection it is that Eilis can talk to wolves is nothing to do with the one power. Which is a really kind of big moment in this book. Because there are very few things in the whole of the Wheel of Time that sort of happen outside of the one power. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, I can't say too much on it because uh, it'll be spoilers. But yeah, yeah I mean, so don't, don't get too crazy. Basically, it's just he has the ability to speak to wolves and various other i guess powers that go along with it but he's not anything to do with the dark friend he's not anything to do with the dark one trollocs nothing like that he's just something separate from that yeah there's a, there's a few things like that that come up in the book that are just separate but they're very few and far between and this is the first one God knows what it is that means he can communicate with wolves. But yeah, the communication thing with the wolves is very strange as well. Uh, Eilis uh, describes it as like <clears throat> he can like almost sense their thoughts and wolves communicate by thinking things through. So like he describes yep. the fact that uh, one of the, um, one of the uh, wolves is called Dapple. And he's just like, Dapple is how it's um, how I describe it, but in wolf terms, it's kind of like the flickering of light through leaves while running past a lake in the summertime. Correct. <laughs> that's that's that that's that one's name. And there's Hopper because he likes to jump, <laughs> or something along those lines. But yeah, he yeah. Ba he basically reveals you know the Ace and I are a bit shitty to him, so he doesn't really like him. But he also avoid him. He he doesn't go to town very often. He's just a loner. Yeah, he, he likes to stay out with the wolves. He has a few friends here and there dotted around, but not many. And he also says that wolves, absolutely beyond anything else, hate dark friends. <laughs> yeah. He says how much they love to just kill Trollocs and and Kevin's as well. He mentions the fact that sometimes if they catch the scent of the Kevin, they'll just chase and chase after them until they've killed it, even if it means they lose half the pack. Drives them wild. You know it'd be funny? Yeah. Speaking of Kevins, I what like if there was just like a little comedy side story of just, just one Trollic, whose name is actually Kevin, who is terrible at being a Trollic, can't handle things, is just bumping through the woods and stuff, trying to follow the rest of the, the horde and everything. And uh, it just sucks. <laughs> I like that. That would idea, honestly right? make me laugh. But Kevin's um, Kevin's the murderer, wasn't he? Oh, is it, oh yeah, I thought it was yeah, Kevin. We, yeah. No, nah, we, we always call the murderers Kevin's. Yeah. Well, then <laughs> how about a murderer mar that that is named Kevin who sucks at being a <laughs> Yeah, I like that idea. We could do that. We could do that as a comedy side thing. Yeah. <laughs> and the trollic as his like best friend sidekick. <laughs> yeah. Just one. <laughs> He's he's too stupid. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, he can't quite control a whole fist. 
<laughs> yeah, a fist just gives him one, and it's just a stupid trollic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he's Greg the trollic. <laughs> the adventures of the adventures of Kevin and Greg. <laughs> yes, I like that. I like I like that. Make a lot. it happen. I what? Don't give me more work. <laughs> yeah. I have enough work. I started a new podcast this week. Well, not you. <laughs> we gotta, yeah, yeah. We can have the other guy do it. Yeah, we have Rob do that. Yeah, Rob, that's your job, mate. <laughs> you need to write the story of Kevin and, and uh, did I say Gary? Kevin and Gary. Greg. Greg. Kevin and Greg. <laughs> I like Kevin and Greg. <laughs> um, yes. So he just yeah he describes their hatred and stuff, and uh, there's a point where Perrin kind of he's looking around and he. He clearly thinks that he can hear the wolves kind of talking if he's looking at them. Yeah. And he's just like, and I think he says to himself, like, God, I really hope I can't add. Oh, yeah, no, because uh, um, Eilis, uh, <clears throat> get my words right. Right. So, Egwene says to Eilis, oh, my God, it's so interesting that you can talk to wolves in this way. Um, is that something that you could teach us to do? And he laughs at her and says, it's not something that can be taught. But apparently, according to the wolves, he can learn. And he points at Perrin. <laughs> yep. dum, dum, dum. And Perrin's, and Perrin's just like, like, what? Yeah, he looks at the finger like it's a sword stabbing through his heart. <laughs> so uh, there's no way I can learn how to do this. But it yeah. wigs him out enough to the fact that he thinks he can almost hear the wolves in his own head. And then he thinks one of the wolves laughs at him and he looks at the wolves and goes, why is Hopper laughing at me? And then, then he thinks to himself, how do I know he's called Hopper? Yeah. <laughs> all, all parent things are starting to happen to you mate <laughs> um, where are we now <laughs> so they're just talking about stuff about how he can he has the ability to do that um, Perrin is doesn't believe that and he just doesn't want to believe it I'm trying to think is anything else yeah, so it's just like basically the wolves are after he's, he tells Perrin the wolves are after you they want to track you down and they want to you know, kind of pull you into this whole weird world of talking to wolves. <laughs> and Perrin protests against it. He doesn't want to do it. And then uh, Egwene insists that they are going to keep going to Camblin and they're not going to mess around with all this wolf business. Yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Eilis, um, uh, so, oh, yeah, that's it. Suddenly the wolves stand and there's a confrontation between uh, two of the wolves. And um, one of them dashes off into the night to find and kills Trollocs. <laughs> so, hunting yes so i think some trollocs were nearby and the wolves have decided to keep them all safe and go off and kill them all so the so that implies that there probably was a band of trollocs uh still keeping after perrin and Egwene probably somewhere along the lines so i think they all then just decide you know eilis is just going to accompany on for a little bit and sort of try and guide them in the right direction back towards camber is that right yeah no, it's um. Hold on, I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, he definitely. Yeah, Eilis explains that they were just. Um, yeah, he he explains that they're going to be off. Uh, uh, that one of the wolves went off to hunt some trollocs, uh, and he says he'll help them on their journey. Um, Egwene, you know, she's like, hey, don't have to worry about it. Just give us directions. But he insists that he's going to follow him along along with um, Dapple. Oh yeah, he mentions that Dapple is the leader of the wolf pack. And so actually it's Dapple's decision. <laughs> and you don't get a fucking say in it. That's right. Nothing. 
but yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's kind of Perrin has these weird feelings as the chapter comes to a close. He's kind of he feels like he can feel the, a lot of the um, like that uh, the one that went off to kill some Trollocs and some other the younger wolves leaving the area. <laughs> and he wants to pretend that uh, Eilis is just making it all up and it's just his own thoughts playing tricks on him. Um, I agree. Yeah. And then um, and then he, suddenly the last little bit is Perrin believes, almost believes he can taste the foul taste of Trolloc blood in his mouth. <laughs> Which is a very unsettling thing for him. Yes. I would be very unsettled by that. I'd be like, Ugh. especially when I'm trying to eat rabbit. That's right. I finally got a nice juicy meal, a nice bit of rabbit, and then all I can taste is this bloody wolf eating a trollop. <laughs> but yes, uh, Wolf Brother, very interesting chapter. Uh, I I love Eilus in these books. <laughs> he's great when he comes in and out of it. But um, yeah, he is, comes in and out a few times, doesn't he? Yeah, definitely comes out in and out, definitely in and out a few times. Uh, but yes, this is where we're kind of introduced to Perrin having some strangeness about him. <laughs> and yeah, apparently, as he's been accused, he can talk and communicate with wolves, which is a very rare ability. So as in the current age of whatever age the Wheel of Time is saying, I think it's the third age, as called by some. I think so. <laughs> An age yet to come, said by others. <laughs> um <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> Terrible opening chapter joke. Um, but yes, only him and Eilis are the current people who can talk to wolves. <laughs> so yeah, a new little bit of the adventure for Perrin. He could talk to wolves. He can talk to wolves. Doesn't want, he well, doesn't want to. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to do that, but he has an ability. He just doesn't know how to use it yet. Yeah, he'll find out eventually. And now, the Taviren present to you Readings with Rob. I've never heard a man hunting with wolves, Egwene said. Her voice was not entirely steady, but the fact that the wolves were just lying there seemed to give her heart. If Elias heard her, he gave no sign. Wolves remember things differently from the way people do, he said. His strange eyes took on a faraway look, as if they were drifting off on to the flow of the memory himself. Every wolf remembers the history of all wolves or at least the shape of it. Like I said, it can't be put into words very well. They remember running down prey side by side with men. But it was so long ago that it's more like the shadow of a shadow than a memory. That's very interesting, Egwene said, and Elias looked at her sharply. No, I mean it is. She wet her lips. Could, could, uh... Could you teach us to talk to them? Elias snorted again. It can't be taught. Some can do it. Some can't. They say he can. He pointed at Perrin. Perrin looked at Elias's finger as if it were a knife. He really is a madman. The wolves were staring at him again. He shifted uncomfortably. You say you're going to Camelin. Elias said, but that still doesn't explain what you're doing out here days from anywhere. He tossed back his fur-patched cloak and lay down on his side, propped on one elbow and waiting expectantly. Perrin glanced at Egwin. Early on, they had concocted a story for when they found people to explain where they were going without bringing them any trouble. 
without letting anyone know where they were really from or where they were really going, eventually. Who knew what careless word might reach a Fade's ear? They had worked on it every day, patching it together, holding out the flaws, and they had decided Egwin was the one to tell it. She was better with words than he was, and she claimed she could always tell when he was lying by his face. Egwin began at once smoothly. They were from the north, from Saldea, from farms outside a tiny village. Neither of them had been more than twenty miles from home in their whole lives before this. But they had heard Gleeman's stories and Merchant's tales, and they wanted to see some of the world, Camelin and Ilion, the Sea of Storms, and maybe even the fabled islands of the Sea Folk. Perrin listened with satisfaction. Not even Tom Merlin could have made a better tale from the little they knew of the world outside the two rivers, or one better suited for their needs. From Saldea, eh? Elias said when she was done. Perrin nodded. That's right. We thought about seeing Meridon first. I'd surely like to see the king, but the capital city would be the first place our fathers would look. That was his part of it. To make it plain, they had never been to Meridon. That way no one would expect them to know anything about the city, just in case they ran into someone who had really been there. It was all a long way from Evansfield and the events of Winter Night. Nobody hearing the tales would have any reason to think of Tarvalon or Aes Sedai. Quite a story. Elias nodded. Yes, quite a story. There's a few things wrong with it, but the main thing is Dapple says it's a lump of lies. Every last word. That was Readings with Rob. If there's a passage in an upcoming chapter you wish to have read on the podcast, simply tweet us at Pod with your request. Next week, Rich, we are, again, switching perspectives, and we are going to uh, Flight Down the RNL. Is the next chapter, on chapter 24. Pardon? They're, I think so. They're going to be on a boat, right? I'm on a boat, motherfucker, with my flippy flops. Yes. Yep. <laughs> uh, yes. So, uh, flight down the RNL is going to be the next chapter. I think it's back in Rand's perspective. Um, and then I think after that chapter, I can finally use Rob's new outro because <laughs> okay. all <laughs> sent me a new outro like <laughs> like uh, four or five weeks ago, and I've been waiting to the point where we can finally get past the chapters where all the spoilers are in it. <laughs> <laughs> Because nice. I was just like, yeah, you do realize we don't actually find out this happens until like chapter 24. <laughs> He's like, oh, what? <laughs> it's one of those things. We all know it happens. <laughs> no one else knows yeah. what happens. No one knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. But I'll, I'll mention it next week. <laughs> cool. Okay. So I think that's it for this week, Rich. That is. I don't have anything else to add. No, I don't. Um, same time, same place, people. Same time, same place next week. So just remember, please rate and view us on any pod, uh, podcasting applications that you've got because it really helps get the word out. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Tarvrian Pod. And yeah, join our Discord. That's a, that's a nice growing community as well. And finally, if you really like the show, just send us some love. Yeah. I want exactly to feel your love, people. <laughs> it's a little weird, but okay. Yeah, I'll send I, I want to feel their love inside me. <laughs> that's oh, what I want. Oh God. <laughs> oh, just like the walls. Yes. <laughs> okay, right. Uh, yes. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go running with Dapple, mate. 
Okay. I, I can I can smell Greg. <laughs> oh Greg. Oh Greg. I love you, Greg. <laughs> oh any guys. The wheel wheel the wheel weaves is the wheel weaves. See you next week. Thank you for listening. If you want to continue the conversation, tap into the one power and contact us on Twitter at TavirenPod. You can also contact Bill at Metunica and Rich at HailBlue1569. You can also reach Rob at his website, digging, D-I-G-G-I-N, diggingdeepsports.com. And, as always, we will see you at the Wine Spring Inn. Here's to another great podcast, gentlemen. Cheers! Ah, damn it, Bill! Not again! Brad, can you get another round of pints for me and the boys? Yes, yes, again. No, Bill, this time. Thank you, Brad. Much, much appreciated. Now, where were we, men? Actually, I believe it's Rich's turn at the Stones table. Hmm? What's that you say? No, no, I don't think old Sen will have that. Friends, this is Troidal Power, host of the Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power, a podcast where I, your host, Troidal Power, play through games in a powerful way. And I'm inviting you to listen to Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power, a podcast where I, your host, Troidal Power, play through games in a powerful way. You can find it and a lot of other weird shows at probablywork.com. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com. Um, huh? Huh? You okay? Yeah, I'm good. Oh, sorry. Are you, you huh? good? Yeah. You went, huh? <laughs>